Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Garden Report is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. All right, what's going on, people? Uh, John Zanish, Sherrod Blakely, Garden Report, the penultimate. I love saying that word. You can't say it very often. Uh, the penultimate game of the 2022-23 regular season. Uh, a really fun one, uh, Sherrod, against the Raptors. No Brown. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, no Brogdon, no Smart. Um, no problem. Fun. Hauser, Pritchard, Rob. Uh, lots of good stuff. Everybody getting in on the action except for Grant, pretty much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know what? I had to make Brent Grant in here. He's got to be part of the show. And yep. this is happy Grant. So well, I, I've I done want my Grant tell- part. Well, I'm done. Well, uh, once, we, uh, once, we, once we get a couple uh, things out of the way, I want you to tell me what you encountered arriving at the arena today. Um, yeah, but hold on. First, we'll just tell everybody at home. Uh, check out FanDuel if you're uh, if you're into that. I, I'm pretty sure that Desperation Three might have might have hit the over uh, right at the end. That at last the very second. end, yeah. I think it did, but I'm not sure. But anyway, check it out if you're interested. FanDuel.com/slash/Boston get two hundred dollars in bonus bets when you make your first five dollar wager. And let's um, let's uh, so you you got to the arena. Jalen Brown's not playing. We're gonna get into what's going on with Jalen Brown in a minute. Uh, what did you encounter right when you when, right when you got there? Well, when when I heard that Jalen wasn't playing, I was just like, "Oh, nice! He gets a day off." And they're like, "No, it's yeah. actually he heard it, you know." Um, and I'm thinking, "Oh crap!" It feel like Marcus Smart and West Coast trip all over again, uh, where he had like that weird hand injury, and I it's look. <laughs> I don't know what the hell is going on with these guys where it's it's like they it's like just weird things happen to their players. Or at least they tell us these weird things happen to them. They that just seem almost too weird to make sense. Um hand injury, what watering a plant or something like that. It's I don't know. I, I it just it feels weird the the re- the reasoning behind it. It feels weird. It does feel weird. Um it does feel weird, and we'll talk about it because never in the history of uh, of um, domestic sports injuries has it actually happened the way that people said it. Um, just not normally a thing that happens. But also, when you got there, what was the, what was the latest Celtics promotional push? You know what? I, I go to my seat, 
And I brought it with me because I, I want to make sure that people understand that they, the Celtics, they're pushing their players for postseason accolades, right? And they, they put them all in a very specific order. And at the top of everyone's list was this. This was the very first thing you saw when you went to your seat. And I thought, well, maybe they're doing it in alphabetical order. And then I said, oh, wait, Malcolm Brock is in here. B-R-O-G comes before W, so it's not alphabetical order. Oh, wait, he's not – and then they've got their MVP candidate. He's like page four. So I love the love that they're giving Jalen Brown. Love it. Yeah. I mean, last night the Red Auerbach Award – or the other night the Red Auerbach Award, and now, you know, their promotional materials, he's he's front page. Uh, for, for those who are, uh, you know, who are old enough to remember what newspapers used to do, uh, the – very first story that you see at the top is like the big story that they want you to to know about. It's the one that they care the most about. Um, so I'm I'm loving the love that they're giving Jalen, but it's starting to get a little bit over the top. I feel um, he gets it. You like him. You want him to stay, but you know, let's just kind of get back to how things normally are. Um, so, um, but yeah, that was funny. I mean, I, I thought that was quite comical when I saw that. Yeah. Um, because they still got because Tatum's in here and Brogdon's in here and they've got a bunch of guys for all defense in here. But the very first thing, if you only see one thing, this is it. It's you, our guy. You're gonna see the Jalen Brown show. Um, a few things happen tonight that will definitely uh, that have value and matter. Um, and um, among them is locking in your opponent. They they now know it's their opponents are down to two. And they'll find out on Tuesday who that is. It's going to be Atlanta or Miami. And you are kind of figuring out, I think, I'm not going to call them open auditions, but I think it's fair to guess, you know, just which direction certain things are going to go in terms of who's going to get playing time. We talked about it last show. You know, you know the seven <laughs> uh, people who are in the rotation. Mm -hmm. uh, if Rob is, in fact, coming off the bench with Rob and Brogdon as the automatic people along with the five starters who will eat the most minutes. So uh, Eme tonight went double and triple big, in fact, to start the second Freudian half. Freudian slipped there, John. You said Eme. I do it all the time. He may be coaching the, the team that we uh, – the other team we saw tonight. He next might be. Toronto. He, he might may be. be yeah. Or Atlanta. <laughs> you know, you never know. It doesn't matter. Anyway, right. so you're right. Joe, sorry about that. Um, we did see triple big tonight, actually, at one point. But you're seeing Hauser minutes. You're still seeing Grant coming in. You're seeing, I mean, you're still seeing Blake coming in before Grant or about the same time as Grant. It is really interesting. I am curious who sneaks in because, again, you're talking in the playoffs, tight rotations, um, and you could see some DNP CDs from guys like Grant depending on how things go. Um, Hauser, again, tough to keep him off the floor if he's making shots the way he's making shots, uh, and he's kind of back to where he was early in the season, that really quick release confident getting that shot off uh just looks good and three freaking dunks tonight so that stuff's fun to talk which about which is probably more dunks he's had i think that's yeah i don't, I don't think he had maybe one dunk all season yeah. um but the, the thing about hauser that uh, again when he's playing like that the celtics become that team that steamrolled over everyone at the start of the season because now all of a sudden basically the fourth or fifth option offensively is a freaking 50% freaking three-point shooter who has got a ridiculous quick release that you really, again, because you got to worry about all those other guys, you basically kind of got, you got to leave Hauser relatively wide open or lightly contested and he, yeah. he can make you pay. Yeah. Uh, this was the, the audition uh, dynamic is, is very real. Uh, it feels very much like Grant is, you know, kind of, kind of moving to back into the shadows 
of, of the rotation, whereas Blake, uh, Blake doesn't even have to score, and you can see the impact that he's making out there. Uh, and he's doing all the little things that they need. I mean, he's, he's get, keeping balls alive, diving for, for loose balls, he's rebounding, he's passing. He's doing all the things that Grant was doing, only – Grant's not doing them anymore. So if, if you're Joe, you got to play the guys that are going to help you win. Uh, you can't play favorites. You can't play the guys that you leaned on back in November and December because if they're not getting it done in April and May, it's useless. It, this, it, yeah. this is a fair point on the chat. I think that's the wild card thing is are you locked and that you know you're going to get good minutes out of Grant or Hauser or Muscala or even Pritchard if you're to sneak him in there? You're not. But again, a lot of teams, when they're getting into eight and nine in their rotations, they're not certain that they're getting A-plus right. efforts out of those guys, too. You have to be realistic. You're just not going to have – when we talk about the Celtics' depth, you know, we talked about it before, is you've got seven starters, mm-hmm. legit, seven starters, easy. And so when you're dipping into eight and nine, yeah, fine, there's going to be a bit of a drop there. Um, you know, Grant was somebody who was a fringe starter at times. That's mm-hmm. why you'd like to kind of see him – It's just not, we're just not seeing it, not seeing it right now for whatever reasons um, out of him this year. So disappointing that that's not the automatic eighth guy in that rotation. Mm -hmm. But again, I think you feel comfortable giving Hauser some minutes in there. And depending which teams you think you can't get him on the floor against Miami. There's plenty of people that, 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 you know, that that you, you can put him out there against there. I mean, there'll be minutes for him. And I, I think it is right. Who they play will determine who gets what. That mm-hmm. makes that makes sense, the most yeah. sense. Yeah, so we'll, I mean, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, I mean, there will be – Toronto's a tough tough team for a guy like Grant. They're long. They're athletic. He's not going to get anything off. He's not, he can't get shots off against a team like this. You know, they play good defense. It's a really, really, really tough matchup. Longer teams, bigger teams going to be tougher for him. Yeah, but the thing that that stood out to me in a bad way for Grant was that I, I didn't see multiple effort plays. Like, you can, he can't do anything about the length. He can't do anything about all that other stuff. But he can control the effort that he plays with. And I just didn't see him making the multiple effort type of plays we saw earlier in the year. And, frankly, the plays that we're seeing, you know, Blake make. I mean, Blake is is every game he gets out there. Blake, is his ass is on the floor diving for a loose ball at some point. He's keeping a ball alive. You know, he had one just a great sequence where he kept a ball alive, had the ball, had what looked like a wide-open mid-range jumper, and just threw it behind his back to Pritchard in the corner, who, like, caught it in stride, raised up three. I mean, that's – that's what Blake is about now. He's about figuring out ways he can he can impact winning. Uh, and I think Grant, that's the goal with Grant, but I just don't think the execution is anywhere close to where it was at the start of the season. And frankly, I don't know if he's going to get enough runway to get back into a rhythm of doing that because I still think Grant is going to help them win a game. I think he's going to be an X factor, at least one game. But I don't – I'm, I'm getting the vibe that he's not going to do enough to where he becomes a regular in the rotation as he was at the start of the season. No, and I think that's basically it. Is Instead of Grant being guaranteed 18, 20 minutes coming off the bench there, I think we are looking at 8 to 10 to, to Blake, maybe 6, 7, 8, 10 to Grant, Hauser depending. And there, there's going to be a few DNP CDs sprinkled in there as well mm-hmm. uh, on those games where they go really, really, really tight. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, it, you know. The auditions are kind of over, but it is interesting where you just see what people do with the opportunities that they're given. Mm-hmm. And the reality is he's just not doing much with the opportunities he's been given. Coming out of the doghouse, Joe did put him back in, start to give him that run again. Didn't really fully 
justified. He didn't thrive. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you look at Hauser, who yeah. was in the doghouse at one point. And when the minute he got loose and got back in, he's just like, F that. Yeah. I'm not going back there yeah. again. So Yeah, and Blake's showing you he can be more than a once-a-week guy. So, again, uh, it's tough. So you, you're seeing a little bit there, kind of getting a sense of the rotation, what might, what might happen there. Um, the other thing that I think just kind of jumps off the page, or at least it did in the first half, uh, was uh, – you know, kind of the, the Rob, is he back? Is he back? And this was a fun game to watch Rob. Cause I felt like there was almost like a, like a, like everybody in the Celtics got together and was like, we're going to throw him the ball down low and see if he, see if he'll do something with it. And what did you see? You saw a post move from Rob. You saw him go to the basket, you know, once or twice, you saw a couple of times he was reluctant to do it. Um, but it almost felt like they were force feeding him a little. Like, come on, big fella, you can do it. You know, and I, I know one time you texted me, Sharon, during the game, and you're like, ah, what a tease. You know, it looked like he he's, his, back. he's backing him down. And I'm like, here we go, he here we go. And next thing you know, he throws us out on the wing. I'm like, come on, stop. And, and, uh, he, and then he kicks it. But yeah. my goodness gracious, like, the first off, the passing, and obviously that one that backdoored you know, dish to Hauser from the top mm-hmm. of the key when he just whips it one-handed was, uh, you know, super highlight-worthy. That made it 10-2 early, um, you know, kind of got them started on that run. But just how how well he was moving it throughout, even, you know, from low block to Tatum at the opposite elbow, you know, just seeing him catching the ball in motion, just everything, all the passes he throws just hits people in hand. He's able to see them, see the lanes, get them places, get them across court, really kind of like just reverse the, reverse the action, really keeps it moving, does an amazing job. But, I mean, then he was just – he blocked three shots. I think he almost blocked like 11. He was so close. And, uh, you know, you could hear it a couple times even on the broadcast. He was like, ah, you know, like I just missed that one. So he looked lively. He was he was everything everywhere all at once in the first half. And, like, to the point that it looked like for, at times there were seven guys on the floor. It was kind of reminiscent of last year's defense when it's just like, it looks like there's six of them. The reality yeah. is it looks like there's three Robs because yeah. he's just everywhere. And yeah. Toronto was like, what the – it was like, yeah. you know, like where did this guy come from? They were like seeing ghosts with him all over the place. I think he was really in their heads. Yeah, yeah, he was. I mean, th- this was Rob Matrix mode. Yeah, um, he's Keanu exactly. Reeves. He was everywhere and everywhere and nowhere at the same time, which – and again, that's – and the thing he did that I thought was really impressive was there would be possessions – where he just wouldn't move and they're looking around for him. And that is what you want as a defender. You want yeah. to get in their heads to the point where whether you do something or not do something, they're thinking about you. They're constantly thinking about you, looking for you. And when they're looking for you, that means their focus is off of moving the ball or finding the best play. And, and Rob, I thought this was, this was very reminiscent of last season, uh, Rob, that we saw at the end of that, that final series where he was playing 30 minutes a game. Uh, people forget that, you know, his last two or three games against Golden State, he played more than 30 minutes. And that was the longest stretch of games where he had played in that 30 minute ish range. Uh, and I, and I, again, these are the kind of games that you love to see from Rob because it reminds us of just how dominant he can be. And to your point, John, the fact that he was actually making some semblance of a post move. That is what you want to see. You want to see Rob grow. You want to see him expand his game beyond what he's shown the ability to do. And one part of that that growth is his ability to do something on the block. And I, I really was hoping that he would just try to back guys down and score for them because he has the physicality and, and physical build to do that against a team like Toronto. I actually want to see him, you know, I, I don't mind the back down. Um, I actually want to see him square up. Um 
and you know, in that low block, face up and do a little shake because he's right. so much quicker than most of the people he's going to encounter there. We've seen it once or twice during the season. One time he did it, I can't remember which team, and just went right to the basket for an up mm-hmm. and under. I think he could do that. I think he could threaten to pull up with a small six, eight footer if people don't come out and challenge. Mm-hmm. He's just. Again, it's just untapped potential. He's not going to discover all of a sudden a series of moves in the low block uh, heading into the postseason. But again, just that mentality, when he catches it low, he's got to at least think for a second, should, wait, am I, should I, is, is the best thing we're going to get out of this possession me going up with it? And the answer is yes, sometimes. You mm-hmm. caught it in a great position. Just go up with a little baby hook or a little something. You're right there. You've got good touch. Don't be afraid to do it. That'll be better than what you're going to do if you work it back around, back to the perimeter with eight seconds left on the clock and then have somebody have to take a contested three. It just depends. He's got to know the moment and recognize that, like, this might be the best we're going to get out of this possession, so I'm going to take it on myself to give it a shot. I think once he does that, he'll be better. There were some times during the year where he did catch it low, immediately kicked it back out, and I think everyone was like, no, man, that was your – that was yours. That was yours to shoot. You know, like we don't want it anymore. Like you, you're, we're in a bad spot now that you gave the ball back to us. So um, tonight I think it clicked a little because he did go up with it a couple of times, which was fun to see. But just the other stuff, just jumping all over and just being lively and running up and just being active. You've seen a bit of it lately. Um, and so I, I think you have to feel pretty good. You, you mentioned it earlier, Sharad, like, recognizing like he can't go all out for the time he was going since he's come back from injury. He's really kind of been limited to this, you know, I know he started tonight, but the second half, you know, coming off the bench, 20, 22, 23 minutes. I think that suits him just fine. I think he's in a pretty good place right now. Yeah. I mean, he's in a good place. I think in terms of how he's feeling, I think he's in a good place in terms of what he can do to help the team be successful. Uh, And you don't get the feeling that he's out there laboring. And to me, that's the thing I'm looking for from him is to make sure that when he's out there, that he is, is just playing his game, that he doesn't seem as though he's having to put forth great effort just to be out there and be impactful. Uh, he's, he looks like Rob. He yeah. looks like the, the, the guy that so many of us thought was the defensive player of the year last year who can also impact the game you know, from an offensive standpoint because of his rim-running ability and just his overall ability to just uh, be a presence that teams have to account for at that end of the court. Uh, so this was, yeah, this was a really good Rob game on so many levels. People asking me to show show them my post moves. There's not a single person who grew up. There's not a single person who grew up watching basketball in the in the era I did who who hasn't mastered all of Kevin McHale's up and under oh moves. That's that's all that's all we did play on one on one is just trying to friggin you know the up fake and the under and the this and the that. Um, but yeah. Uh, I don't know about the post up. It was the equalizer for the vertically challenged. It It was was great. It was great. I mean, my my favorite player in the NBA all time is Bernard King. Why? Because Bernard King never left the ground. Yeah, he scored 35 points. Yeah. Love Bernard. Love Bernard King. Um, Back to the game tonight. And uh, and again, I do want to get in on, um, you know, uh, some of the uh, some of the Jalen stuff because it is interesting. But, you know, those guys are in the locker room. We'll give them a chance to kind of, you know, talk to some people and see what's going on there and see if there's any more clarity on the situation. What we do know, there is some clarity on this situation. Heat or the Hawks first round? We went over this last time. Um, The Heat are obviously 
the more challenging matchup. I know a lot of people were talking about it today. There's a good article, I think, in um, either The Athletic or The Ringer just about Spolstra, you know, kind of being that guy and the guy that, you know, a lot of teams know that, you know, that's not a coach you want to necessarily go up against. You don't want that smoke. You don't want it. You don't want it. And that's the thing on the other side. I mean, again, you know, you talk about all of the, you know, the mystique of Belichick and the Patriots all those years and, like, knowing that, like, yeah, we can be better than that team and they'll find a way to make us play bad and expose our weaknesses and make things really difficult, even when they have teams that are less talented. How many teams walked out of Foxborough, Sherrod? Like, how the F did we lose to those guys? The answer was almost always it was because of that guy. Um, And so that presents a problem. I also think it'll be some really ugly, ugly basketball. Um, We've seen them play each other. Hideous, gross, disgusting, ugly basketball when these two teams play each other. Heat Heat aren't good enough offensively to put up a ton of points. Then they go into these little funky zones and the Celtics go cold and it just becomes a rock fight. So nobody wants this series, but there is intrigue to it. There, there is. And, and there's, now there's familiarity. You've now seen right. them multiple times with chances to go to finals and things over the last few years, you know? Yeah, yeah, that familiarity is, is definitely going to come into play. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt about that. Uh, but, you know, the thing about Miami that I, I always come back to when you talk about them beyond Spolstra is the fact that they have guys who have historically been at their best against you. Yeah. Uh, Hero plays his best against the Celtics. Jimmy Butler can go 0 for 22, but if they're down by one, uh, there's a pretty good chance that he's going to get the ball and make the next shot. Uh, you know, you, we, we go back to, you know, the, they just got P- – and, and we're not even talking about Bam Adebayo, who I, I think is just a guy that's just, you know, on any given night he can be the best player on the floor uh, with his game, and which is – again, it goes back to why having Rob looking more like last year end of the season Rob is so important if you play a team like Miami. Uh, my concern, my biggest concern with Atlanta – is being lethargic and not taking them serious because Trey Young can score like very few players in this league. He's a, and granted, he's an inefficient scorer. He takes a ton of shots to get his points, but he can absolutely, uh, you know, put you in, in a bind with his ability to, to score. You know, DeJounte Murray uh, is another good player. Uh, you know, John Collins is just going to, you know, feast a famine. Uh, you just don't know what you're going to get with him. And then there's a wild card in all this, Quinn Snyder. They've got a coach that came on board midseason. You're sort of kind of seeing what he's looking to do, but you really don't know what he tweaks he makes come playoff time. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of unknown with Atlanta that, I, you know, it will it'll take a minute to just kind of figure a few things out. But I, the Celtics, bottom line, that's a series that they should win. Because I look at it kind of like this. You know, Atlanta is like the multiple choice open book tests where you've studied for it. You're probably going to get through it fairly quickly uh, and you're going to get a good grade. Miami is like the essay test where you've got to like really put some work and thought into it. And you may have studied for it, but it's going to be much more difficult to get a great grade because you've got to put more thought into how you're going to succeed. Uh, And so, you know, I'm all about that multiple choice life. Uh, Let me, because that's just easier. Uh, and yeah. I think at, at this point, as we, and we talked about this before, you want to get in and out of each round so you can so you can just rest, recuperate, and just focus on the next opponent. You're not trying to get into these street fights with with teams like you know like Miami, uh, who's going to absolutely muck up the game because they know that's their best shot at winning. Yep, and that's it. So you're locked in one through eight, um, where you know what's happening. Uh, and again, for those who need refresher on the play-in format seven versus eight and the winner advances to play the Celtics that's automatic 
So you know that Celtics or Heat are coming here. 9-10, you know, the, the, this sad, sad, you know, two teams that just look like they don't want to be playing basketball anymore, Toronto and Chicago, um, in the 9-10 off. And one of those guys is going to uh, face off with the uh, Heat Hawks loser for that eighth spot to get to go and play uh, Milwaukee. So, um, yeah, that's that's where you're at. You know, you've got the Sixers going up against the Nets. Um, kudos to the Nets for kind of hanging in there post uh, post uh, you know trades, kind of maintaining their position, hanging in there in that sixth spot, and they kind of stayed there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Knicks, uh, the Knicks are five, uh, and they're gonna uh, take on Cleveland, and that's a fun, it's a fun series. That's gonna be the most fun series, right? It is, it is absolutely. I mean, I mean it's a four or five, but still, yeah. Yeah, I mean that. I I would be very surprised if that thing doesn't go at least six. I I, I expect it to go seven, uh, just because I I think it's going to be it's it's going to be a dogfight. I mean, both of those teams are trying. They're I mean they're looking to not just advance, but just get a little bit of respect on their franchise name. Uh, and and I think that's going to be just a little added incentive motivation for those teams to really go out, play hard, and give themselves a chance to move on to the next round. Yeah, the Bucks will be waiting because the Bucks <coughs> will be done in four. Yeah, doesn't matter who Milwaukee plays, they'll sweep them. Yeah, then yeah, I mean, most likely, right? Mm. That's where we're at. I'm checking on some scores here, some interesting stuff earlier. Uh, did the Mavericks end up going down? They damn, they sat. I think damn near anyone who actually they sat everyone, and then they played Luca for a quarter. I hope then... they won. I hope they won, because that's not what they wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, where am I? Friday. I hope they're Bulls. In they are in a tight one right now in the fourth quarter against the Bulls. But they played Luca, brought him. He was only supposed to play one quarter. Kyrie sat. A whole bunch of people sat. They brought him back out. He got one bucket and then and then took a foul and walked off. I think the <laughs> idea was to get him an ovation, but the crowd was like, "Why are we clapping? You guys are literally mailing in the season on us yeah. right now." They lose and they're done. So I, I don't know what happens there, um, but. Uh, but we'll get into it. Um, let's get in briefly. And again, I'll, I'll hear from those guys to the Jalen Brown situation. Here's a picture of Jalen. Oh, come on. Guys, I want to see the hand. <laughs> I don't want that there. <laughs> what? Why I want to see the bandage, the guys. Uh, sorry. I didn't see that. There's a big ass bandage around his right hand. He said he cut his hand on a broken vase, uh, received stitches, expected to be ready for the playoffs. Um. Uh, hold on one second. Let me see here. Broken vase. Hmm. No, I can't do it. Um, hold on one second. Um, I don't know about this, but I, it was weird because Joe before the game was like said one thing, and then Jalen kind of said another, but. They're saying expected to be ready for the playoffs. I oh, want something boy. firmer than that. Yeah, I, I, I well, I, if if it, okay, whatever the injury, however it happened, we're, we're that it is what it is. But the recovery is all about how quickly and, and how seamless those stitches heal. Uh, if they heal, I think according to the timetable, then yeah, it, it won't be an issue. And the, the the benefit they have too, John, is the fact that the playoffs aren't going to start right away for them. They're going to, because they're playing the winner of the play, and they get a little bit more runway for him to get right with that hand. But to me, even if it's close, I think what they'll probably do is just he'll be the masked man with the gloved hand um, if it comes to that. 
Uh, and, that, and that's fine. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not worried about him long term unless we get to the playoffs and they're just like, oh, by the way, uh, he's not going to be ready for games one or two or two, three or four. If all of a sudden the, di- the, the prognosis becomes not – it becomes problematic. It gives – us, those, remember KG back in the day vibes? Like, oh, you know, he'll be fine. He'll be ready for the playoffs. And he doesn't play at all. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think it'll be that bad. But, I mean, it, it's definitely something that we're all going to be on kind of pins and needles about until they say that he's going to play. Yeah, I just, you know, look, it doesn't matter how he did it. Right. If he comes back. Right. If he doesn't come back, it, matters, got a problem. How, it matters what happened. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, again, Having done this for a very long time and having seen a lot of these things come up, like zero out of all of them have ever been what was initially reported about this innocuous, you know, and I'm going to go John Graham back in the day of the Bruins, Paxton Crawford. um, Obviously, you've got like famous ones like Jeff Kent who said he did it like vacuuming and he fell off a motorcycle or something like that. Chris sale recently with his bicycle, uh, you know, Irving Fryer chopping salad. No, none of these things are what people said, said happened. None of them. I, I hope <laughs> so again, it doesn't matter if he plays, but if he tore the freaking thing up doing something, it turns out to be a different story. Bad, 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 bad. So again, this is a let's not react until there's a reason to react story. Right. There could right. be a reason to react story if this is a, an impediment. Okay. We don't know, so we'll see. But I, again, I the vase you dropped it and then you violently jammed your hand down into it while it fell, at, while broken glass. Uh, I don't know. The only, thing, the only thing that I, I, I can know. kind of see that happening is if, let's say, it was falling and you tried to catch it, no. and then it and it fell on your hand. Damn! <laughs> Damn! I want to make sure he's got all five fingers. That's, I mean, like this, I, you know. Yeah, it makes. I mean, I, I think we have no evidence D-line. that all of his fingers are attached right now. Yeah, I, it makes me think about the D lineman with the Giants who had the fireworks thing where he, he lost a couple of digits. Yes, um, Pierre Paul, Peter. Yeah, the, the I, wow, damn, Jalen. That's I, I'm, I'm curious when he gets back, uh, and he gets the bandages off, and, and, and he shows us kind of hopefully he'll show us like what does that look like, like what it looks like, and what Dude, it, I've what, like. I've dropped some vases. <laughs> like I've dropped stuff and cut my hands. I just don't know how hard you have to. I mean, you have to almost like intentionally try to like slam your hand into it. I mean, we've all picked broken glass up off the ground. I don't know, man. Yeah, that that's a that's that's a hard one. Cause I, I might have come up with a better story. I'm this all. Because well, I yeah, because I mean, I I have had uh, you know my hand opened up before, and I think a lot of people have and. Um, like I literally was, was playing like baseball and I slid hand first diving for a ball <laughs> in a bed of glass. And that took like three stitches and, um, you know, hurt like hell. But yeah, the, the, I was I, I knew I wasn't going to be out that long. I was I, I'm back a couple of days later. Um, yeah. This so is I, either nothing 
or the biggest story of the season? It's it's at one of the ends of the spectrum. <laughs> it's one Absolutely. of those ends right now. Yeah. It's yeah. either nothing or a huge story. It's impossible to know. So again, for now, we'll be I'm dubious. But if it's if he's fine, it doesn't really matter. I'm 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 coming with the positive mojo. He's I'm saying going to I'm be dubious about deal. the reasoning, but if yeah. he's fine, it doesn't matter. It's not going to be a big deal. He's going to be back. He's going to be ready. He's going to drop 28 against Atlanta, game one, uh, and and life is going to be back to normal. We're going to forget but about this after game three when they're up three zip. This might be really bad. Like this might be as you said. <laughs> as you, this might be like as you said. Like tape and a big friggin' mitt on your shooting hand. <laughs> Are you trying to pick the glass up with your off hand? <laughs> oh boy! This is... Oh my god! Oh my listen, god! Listen, we still love him. We still love him. We still love Jalen Brown. <laughs> Top of the pile. Oh my god! Oh man! Oh man! <sighs> That's oh, what... I just. I, I just. Um, I'm fearful of how you will implode if this is more than just if he misses a game. Because you are going to absolutely implode, and we're going to have to watch and laugh, but we're going to – it's going to get so ugly. Oh, oh, gosh. I'm pretty measured right now. Right. Yeah. Well, your your measurement right now is, is on the same boat as Jalen is expected to be ready for game one. Okay. It's good now. It's good now, and hopefully it'll stay good going forward <laughs> i did joe tell jalen's hand that he loved it because that <laughs> that's the healing power of love is what we need now we need joe mazula's love Absolutely. to make sure that jalen brown's hand that his fingers are attached um and he's actually going to be able to play um yeah. Yeah. professor blakely does have to get going in a little bit as soon as bobby manning joins in uh we will be we will continue on with the garden report while we wait for Bobby, real quick, tell you guys about Athletic Greens, one of our outstanding sponsors. Go to athleticgreens.com slash garden. Get one-year supply, vitamin D, five free travel packs, AG1. Terrific way to start your morning. Great way to kind of kickstart yourself if you're trying to get into a little bit of a health kick here. A uh, bunch of uh, uh, vitamins, minerals, probiotics, adaptogens. One uh, little scoop, put it in some water, and you're done for the day. Takes care of your immune system recovery, mental clarity, focus, uh, you know, gut health, uh, all sorts of different things, immune system that you'd probably be chasing a bunch of different pills and supplements to do. You don't have to do that here. Just go here and go to athleticgreens.com slash garden. Take advantage of that free gift you see on the screen and take advantage of this free gift, which we will give you uh, if you um, if you uh, sign up and support our sponsor here. Uh, we will absolutely send you one of these, a Garden Report t-shirt. And not only are we going to send it to you, we fully expect that if we send you this t-shirt, that you are going to wear it at the next Celtics game you go to. That would be terrific. We would like that. I wore my phenomenal T-shirt right when they hot off the presses. I wore my phenomenal T-shirt to a game, the Denver game. I geeked out at no a different game. Maybe it was a Denver game. Might have been a Denver game. Yeah, might have been that. I only went to. Two, I think I went to two, maybe three this year. I went to Miami too. I saw Miami game. Um, the, when they played them back to back, those home games. Those were those were my fan experiences this year, Gerard. That's it. That's what I did. Um, I need to get you out more. 
That's all right. I'll let the kids go now. I've seen plenty. I've seen plenty. I've been going to a lot of Bruins games. Yeah. Covering some Bruins, getting ready for the Stanley Cup playoffs. That should be fun. Should be a fun time being a Boston fan right here. Um, Yeah. Um, Circling back to, again, I'm not going to. I'm not going to uh, completely go into the, uh, the the Brown stuff again until those guys jump on the show. Uh, quick thoughts on, again, Pritchard we haven't seen because of the heel thing. Um, is there any world in which Peyton Pritchard gets a minute in the playoffs, or is this the last time we're ever going to see him do anything useful? Foul trouble. Foul trouble. Uh, guys getting foul trouble, you can see him out there. Uh, me, me and Bob Ryan, we we're actually we we're talking uh, during the game about Peyton, and it was – and the thing that, that we, we both are kind of on the same page with is that he's just a, a, a player who just needs an opportunity. Uh, and he's probably going to have to play for a, a team that's not as good as this one to get that opportunity because uh, he can play. I mean, you, you watch him out there now. Uh, it wasn't just the shot making that it's his ability to dribble drive, to create space, to, to do so many little things that help you win games. But the problem for him is as good as I think he has the potential to be, the guys ahead of him are better. They're better, and they're and they're playing their best basketball now. Uh, you're not going to get any of Derek White's minutes. You're not going to get any of Smart's minutes because of what he does defensively. You're not going to get any of Malcolm's minutes. Malcolm's like damn the sixth man of the year. So if you're paid, it's just like, you know, you try to make the most of the minutes you get, but you know that they're not going to be there. Bobby, give us some intel. What really happened to Jalen's hand? I, I don't know. Obviously. So I got to take him at his word. I can't think of anything else. I mean, what do you do? It doesn't matter what. There's no reason to speculate. All I'm saying is, are we are we certain he's going to be good? No, that's that's the worry. So that's because that's the thing is they said he should be fine, expected to be okay. That's not concrete. So uh, and he's out Sunday, huh? He's out Sunday. We know that, but you don't need him for a week or so. Yeah. Are we certain here? <sighs> based on how, what they're saying, based on what's coming out of the locker room, at least right now. Didn't hear a ton on him. I mean, we talked to Peyton in there. Um, I'm worried, obviously. I mean, I guess just being on this show, I'm always worried <laughs> about everything. Uh, but uh, stitches, shooting hand a bad enough injury for his whole hand to be wrapped up the way it was. And I, I think you all saw the picture by now. I'm not trying to overreact, but it, it definitely could be something that impacts him at the very least, if not keeps him off the court. He'll play through it somehow, some way, I'm sure. Again, but it's, it's, five the stitches, shooting, it's the shooting hand. People are saying here, five stitches is not like friggin' wrapping around your hand. It's yeah. a small cut. Yeah. The size of the bandage and then the overall... <laughs> And then the overall – and look, I sliced myself over the summer, and I had to have a big honking thing around, but that was one finger. This is a whole hand. Where did he slice himself? Through here? Like, what is it? Is it is it in a bad spot? Is there anything worse behind it? Again, five stitches, five stitches is not, like, ridiculously large, but the massive wrap plus the should be fine, don't expect to miss time is a little – I mean. Yeah. Would you expect them to say, say this is bad guy? Uh, you know what I mean? No, I, but the reverse is true. If it wasn't at all, be like, this is nothing. He should have it off in a couple of days and be back practicing. That would make you feel better that it's nothing, nothing. And they the, put him yeah. in front of the media today, which 
probably. I don't know if that's just the ease concern. It's usually or the opposite. They feel better about is it. Yeah. Stand out there and make it seem like it's not a big deal, right? Okay. Yeah. Well, I have no idea what to say about it. I. Sherrod has thoughts. He's he's yeah. going to play. I've worried Sherrod. Jalen will be ready by, by game one. Jalen will be ready by game one. Will he be effective though? Well, I said, I mean, it, it doesn't matter whether he's effective. Is he going to yes, be it out? Yes, it does. There? It's the playoffs. It, Bobby, if if he's one hundred percent healthy and he plays like crap, <laughs> does that mean that that what that he's not? He's going to be out there, and that's all you can count. <laughs> you don't know whether he's going to be effective or not regardless of whether he had this cut or not. But is he going to be out there? Yes. That's what you need to worry about. Is he going to be out there? Boom. That's that's a big wrap. So is it across the middle of his rap. hand, you think? Or Who just knows, on his finger? We're not even sure he has all his fingers. Yeah. He, has, he got five stitches on the remaining fingers. I'm, I'm, yeah, listen, I, I think I, I'm, I'm confident Jalen is going to be out there. How he plays, I don't know. None of us knows. He doesn't even know. But he's going to be out there uh, doing whatever he can do to help this team win. And that, that's, that's just how that's going to But I have to think, but, if he was picking up a big piece of glass, it would have had to – because you wouldn't grab a piece of glass and firmly you, I didn't ask yourself, why the hell are you picking up a big piece of glass? I mean, if, if the vase falls on the ground and breaks, you, you know what you do, it. right? You go get your damn – Broom. You get your broom and a dust or your, your vacuum. You, yeah. Yeah. You don't pick it up. Yeah. But unless I'm thinking unless if obviously that's not what happened. So again, everybody knows how you clean a freaking face. <laughs> you grab the big you grab the big pieces. The Garden Report is brought to you by FanDuel. Sign up at fanduel.com slash Boston and get in on the action with two hundred dollars in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first five dollar bet. 